Welcome to Lost in Twin Peaks. Today's episode covers Season 3, Part 15, In the Weeds. We're going to talk about the event timeline, what order do the scenes in this, uh, or, or rather, which days do the scenes take place on, because uh, sometimes things are a little out of order in this show. We're also going to discuss the character statistics, their rankings, uh, you know, how much screen time they have and how that compares over the whole series. And then also, uh, as always, those central uh, motifs of Twin Peaks, coffee, pie, and donuts. The order of events, we have Friday, September 30th. That's when Nadine and Ed and Norma have their little drama where Nadine lets Ed go and Ed goes to the diner and uh, embraces Norma after she talks to Walter. I believe that happens on Friday. And Saturday, October 1st is where the bulk of the episode takes place. That's where Mr. C goes to the convenience store. The Audrey scene, James and Freddie fight and are arrested. Chantel kills Duncan and Roger and then eats with Hutch. Cooper electrocutes himself and the log lady dies. Note that those are all night scenes. So the previous episode also took place on uh, October 1st, Saturday, October 1st, pretty much all of it, but it had mostly daytime scenes. So I think we've kind of gotten back into a chronology at this point after, especially in the middle of the series, just being all over the place in terms of this when the scenes were taking place, like we're getting into a sort of a streamlined sense of events t- taking place one after the other. I believe that Gersten and Steven's scene and Cyril telling Carl about them takes place on Sunday, October 2nd. The characters introduced in this episode are uh, the motel woman or among the spirits, the Buzumi woman. The Veils are a band that's introduced and uh, as far as the Roadhouse gang goes, we get Ruby. We meet Chuck, Renee's husband. Also Chuck's friend Skipper who gets punched out as well. I think his name's Skipper. There's a Skipper in the end credits and I don't know who else it would be. And we meet as a character in Twin Peaks, Cecil B. DeMille, (laughs) from one director to another, speaking the name of David Lynch's character and Awakening Cooper. And of course, Gloria Swanson as Norma Desmond in this scene. The characters who are reintroduced in this episode are the Jumping Man. I believe this is the first time we've seen that character. Actually, it's not quite true because we do see the the frog bug, which I really think is the Jumping Man in Part 8. But this is the first time we see the Jumping Man in his classic form. He's got a much lumpier mask this time it's like a very bulbous distorted mask versus the smoother one he had in Firewalk with me for whatever reason we're sort of reintroduced to jeffries here i think this is the third time i've said that we're reintroduced to jeffries on the show because first we hear a voice that may not be him and that's semi-confirmed in this episode where cooper says okay so it wasn't you i talked to but jeffries is kind of elliptic uh cryptic in his response And then, of course, we saw the flashback to Firewalk with me in part 14. But this is the first time we're introduced to Jeffries in his new physical form. And finally, we're reintroduced to Cyril Pons, the character that Mark Frost played, who returns to spot Stephen and Gersten out in the woods. Who's returning to the show after four more episodes of Absence? Roger's back five episodes after his last appearance in part 10, where he let Duncan Todd know that Ike the Spike had been captured. For the ranking of the characters, we have at number 10, Nadine, with about three minutes. Ed, you are free. Number nine is the Log Lady, with four minutes. The one under the moon. This is her number one episode, period, in the entire series, which seems appropriate. Number seven and eight are a tie between Stephen. They both have about four minutes. I be with the right eyes, And the bands. I'm glowing bright obsidian. 
both the ZZ Top uh, introduction, the MC introducing them, and the Veils. I just conflated that screen time together. Not the actual ZZ Top playing, because they're not really there, but the MC, I kind of folded into that category. So that's the, the technical reason for that. Number six is Norma with about four minutes. No, I have a wonderful family. Number five is Gersten with about five minutes. They're fucking stones. Number four is Hawk with about five minutes. Margaret, what can I do for you? Number three is the... Uh, the spirits collectively it's about five minutes number two is ed with about six minutes she's given me my freedom number one is cooper with about 12 minutes who is judy about four is dougie cooper and about eight is mr c this is ed's second time topping the non-cooper ensemble of the return or the more general supporting cast of the original series the last time he was in a spot like that in support of the leads was when Cooper, Harry, and Laura could all be considered leads of Twin Peaks, and he was number four. That was back in the funeral episode of the original series. So it's been a while since we've seen him this high relative to other characters. In terms of successive episodes with prominent screen time, who's on a hot streak? This is Hawk's second episode in a row with five minutes, ending a two-episode streak in which no character with high screen time carried that trend over into a subsequent episode. So... Around the middle of the series, we started to see characters who would have five minutes in an episode and then continue that prominence, but uh, now Hawk is uh, continuing that tradition, and he's the only one. Coffee, pie, and donuts. We have coffee and pie at the diner, just the pie behind the glass, and Ed having a mug of coffee as he reflects on his bad luck with Norma and hopes that it changes, and it does. And we see Shelly holding a coffee pot as she watches, smiling and happy for her friend that she's finally found the love that she's been looking for, and coffee is right there to accompany it. That's it for this episode. Tomorrow we conclude the week of Part 15 with the archive reading from my response immediately after this episode aired back in 2017, and then also a taste of the next episode, where I play audio from the first scene and describe what we see. And, uh, you know, a fair warning ahead for those who uh, watch uh, are watching along with this, but... Uh, well, I, I won't say more than that. See you tomorrow.